Welcome to the Knockbox Podcast. During our series, we'll talk all about getting your life organized, not just for now, but for after you're gone. Because guess what? We've all got an expiration date. The big question is, are you leaving a nightmare for your next of kin when you're gone? Do you have a file cabinets full of paper or an online world that no one in your family could ever piece together? Does your system make sense to you, but might not make sense to anyone else? Are you leaving a scavenger hunt for your next of kin, or will they be leaving one for you? If the answer is yes, keep on listening. I'm Maria, and the Knockbox, or the Next of Kin Box, is my creation. Join me and a few friends as we discuss death, our stuff, organizing, and whatever else comes to mind. If you already have a Knockbox, that's great. Hopefully this podcast will help you get started. If not, after listening today, we think you'll realize that you probably need one. <laughs> Preparing for death isn't always easy to talk about. We're here to make the conversation a little lighter and maybe even a little more fun. Let's talk about it. Welcome to episode two of the Knockbox podcast. Here we are. It's Maria and I'm here with Heather. And on this episode, we are going to talk about a super important section of the Knockbox, which is titled Primary Residence. So it's all about your home, your house, where you live, and how the heck people are going to manage it once you are gone. This, uh, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot as I start to think about what I'm going to put in my box. Um, it's definitely overwhelming because there's so many different parts and pieces to my own personal home and what I would want family members to know. Where, where's the best place to jump off and start thinking about it? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the, the first thing is a lot of people just say, oh, I did my will and I left my house to my kids and the end. <laughs> That's it. Right, right, right. Or, or I live with my spouse and I'm going to die and my spouse will still live in the house. The end. And that, the problem with that way of thinking is it isn't the end. Even if you are married and you live, you've lived with some, someone for 20 years, I guarantee there are still some things that one person is in charge of that the other doesn't really know every detail about. Um, there are also so many people who live away from their children or their family or their next of kin and kids are coming in from out of town to manage your house. So it's a lot to think about your home and when you are gone, what will happen to it and, and how, how does it get run? So in the box, there are a, a few different sections about that. And which one yeah. should we talk about? I, What's I guess, the most interesting to start with? Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering about, um, I'm wondering about the actual physical house, like the physical house, all of like the the parts and pieces that make it up, the roof, the the garage door. Okay, opener. yeah, yeah. How, how does that how does that organization right? Work? So the actual house. So you know, I'm a real estate agent, and I, I've I've sold houses for 15 years in Colorado, and so I have dealt with a lot of houses and a lot of home maintenance issues and things, and so I felt very strongly that there had to be a section in the box about your health, that what you're just saying, the physical piece of your house. So, um, and, and one cool thing about having this section is it doesn't matter if you're going to die. I, I use this section all the time. You're going to die. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
Right. Just, but just in the meantime, deal breaker. <laughs> right. In the meantime, my furnace wasn't working, and I needed to call the guy who put in the furnace. Who I his name was something like Gene, but that's all I knew. But you know, once I've done my I did my knockbox, I have his invoice from when he put the furnace in in that folder, and I could find him, and it was easy. So it's a folder. That particular folder is where you would keep the things, the the house maintenance things. Here's who put in my hot water heater. Here's who did the roof and here's the warranty, etc. So one, if you die, someone has that information if the house has to be sold. But two, if, if you sell your house, your realtor will truly appreciate you having this information. Um, or three, when you need to fix other things, you will appreciate having this information for yourself in one spot organized. Right. I remember... Uh... One time we were having an appraisal done and they asked when our um, hot water heater had last been replaced. And I was like, oh, I think it was, you know, just like two years ago. And then when I eventually found the receipt, it was actually six years right. ago because time just disappears. Right. But it took me forever to figure out where my husband had, had put that paperwork and trying to find the emails and sort all of that out. So it definitely would have been a time saver for it, me. Exactly. And so, you know, going back to, um, we talked about this before, the idea that, people want to have everything online, right? You had emails or whatever. It is really good to have this one piece of paper from that one contractor just so you can find that piece of information really easily in your folder um, when, the, you, when you need it. Yeah, Yeah. the next thing I, um, I'm thinking about, uh, we had a loss in our, our family a couple of years ago when we were cleaning out the house. There were all these random keys and I didn't, we couldn't figure out which keys which to, went to which things and there were keys that didn't seem to open anything and there was a concern, are we missing something? Was there some sort of storage unit, things we didn't know about? Um, what what should yeah. people do with the keys? Yeah, the, key <laughs> the keys. <laughs> the keys are a problem. Wait, I'm still thinking about the hot water heater because I just got a new one put in. Oh. And the plumber was so nice. He was <laughs> just the nicest guy. And he hasn't given me a piece of paper yet. I'm just thinking about this. I only have text messages. I'm waiting for his bill. So I can put it in my folder because this this plumber is <laughs> it's hard to find a good one. That's all. It's, it's, that's, that's all. A, that's Sorry. A story. That was a side note. Clint was really the best plumber I've ever encountered. Okay, so the keys. Um, the keys where my hot water heater is is in a basement, which I lock off sometimes because I used to Airbnb my house, so I would lock off the basement until I lost those keys. <laughs> I couldn't find them. And they're unlabeled, and it's a random key. And if someone found it, they would never in 9 million years know that that's the key to my basement. So um, when my dad died, we had a key problem as well. We couldn't figure out where the keys to the snowmobile were and which key went to the camper and et cetera. So uh, that was one of the first things I did with our math box system when we kind of had this makeshift box back in the beginning of this year is – I bought a bunch of key tags and labeled them, even though we couldn't find the keys for them just yet. So we knew which keys we were actually looking for. So the box comes with a whole setup. It, it doesn't look like much. It's just a bag with key tags in it. But the key... The key is, to the key. <laughs> the key you is... You knew it was coming. Uh -huh. You knew it was coming. The key is the instruction. So we give you this entire sort of process, starting with, like, go get all the keys and pile them up. And, and then we tell you sort of what to do next to get everything organized. And again, it's for you. It's really for you while you're living as well as for your next of kin. 
Um, so yeah, there's a whole system for that because the, everybody's, everybody has this problem. Everybody. Uh, everyone has the keys, but it also makes me think about, um, you know, I have some, some family members that live out of state and I think about, um, when, when they pass away, I'm not even going to know who has keys to their house, who, who's around them, who has access to their house, yeah. who, who are, who are the people in the who neighborhood, the <laughs> who are the people, the people. you yeah. have to know the people, right, yeah. but, that, but that's something that I've never thought to ask them, and honestly, even if they told me now, in eight or ten years, am I going to remember that? No, or the people will change, and yeah. right, yeah, so, so, that's what happens in our lives. We tell our kids information or we share. You might know who your parents' next door neighbor is today, but, um, you know, my mom lives out of state and she has a very nice neighbor and I don't know her name at all. <laughs> so the Knockbox covers that. It's important for you to jot that down for people. Um, for example, there's a place to draw a little map of your neighbors and indicate who should know if you've died because I would like to tell my mother's neighbor if, if something happened to her but I don't know her name or her phone number or anything like that so um yeah there's a whole section for the people I, I love the story of the cleaning lady that comes on Tuesdays and doesn't know that you've died and shows up in the middle of your funeral brunch that's taking place at your house right you, you know so we have to indicate these little things it, it it's one of the most essential parts of the knockbox because Again, the idea is you do your will and you think that everything is done and taken care of legally, but you have not taken the time to jot down, say, your garage code for your kids who are coming in from out of state who have to manage your house. So all those house details are in, in here. There's a little place for each one of them. And what's cool, actually, is also if, if something happens to you or you have to be in the hospital or maybe you just feel like taking one of those cruises that you can leave for the whole year. Yes. <laughs> have you seen those? Yes. They have a cruise that you can get on the boat and be gone for a year and just live on the boat. And they just make your food and you dance every night. And you, would you do that? Did you ever bar? do that? They have open bar? I bet you have to pay for the bar, but that's okay. It wouldn't be a hard no still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, would you do that? With, for, would you leave for a year for a and year. just travel? I, I think it would depend on the stage of life. I think once yeah. the kids are well, around, obviously <laughs> right now. Like I mean, uh, Heather and I both have teenagers, so yeah, we would leave now. Actually, <laughs> right? Like, can we actually? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that'll be episode yeah. three. Right. <laughs> the right. traveling knockbox. When you leave your kids time. for a year to live on a boat where you have no internet right. access, you have to leave this folder for for your people. That's really the end of it. Someone can manage your house. There's a place to put. Here's where you pay the electric bill. Here's where I have a mortgage. Here's where you pay it. Here's the HOA. All that kind of stuff. Um, it's it's in the box, so people can can run run the show for you. We're we're talking about kids, and um, you know, death is <laughs> death is going to happen. It's going to happen to all of us. And I think about um, if something were to happen sooner rather than later to my husband and I. There's some stuff I think they would they would know. They would know what we would want to happen with with the money and with the house and with the cars and all of that. But there's also stuff in the yeah. house, like, like the stuff in the house. Right. I, I, um, I have an example that, uh, we have these dog figurines that have been passed down many, many generations through, uh, my family and they were separated for a while. And then it, 
went to the granddaughter that had the two girls that then could pass them together again and the whole thing. And Wait, two dog figurines? Yes. Yeah, so they are these. How big like, are these dogs? Well, they're, I would say they're kind of a light blue Dalmatian, <laughs> which. You're going to say life size. Yeah, Wait. Is, right. So light blue, how large? Yeah. Um, like the size of a milk cart. Like a. Gallon? Like a gallon. <laughs> yeah. Like a, okay, so two yes, yes. light blue. Gallon-sized yes, dog figurine. Yes, I believe they came from Wales. I would be disingenuous if I claimed that they were attractive-looking dogs. Okay. They are you know, a little, little worse for the wear. But, but apparently there is a lot of sentimental value. And one, I feel bad that I don't have the, t- the total story on where they came from and, and what all has happened to them. So I really need to ask my mom to record okay. that somewhere. Yeah. But also... For sure, if something was to happen to me now, the dogs very well could end up in goodwill. Right? Which would be sad <laughs> if they meant anything. Right? Each yeah. of you, your girls should get one of these dogs. It, exactly. Should have to have. <laughs> should, should, should be forced. Should be blessed with the opportunity. <laughs> to to have, have this dog. To each have a light baby blue Dalmatian okay. figurine. It's so dumb. The, Wait, Dalmatians are spotted. They're not blue. I know that's what's weird. <laughs> Light blue Welsh Welsh dumb. They're they're Welsh dimensions. Okay. So the so the question really yeah. is I think about okay. all these things and it feels like it would all be right. something very yes. cumbersome to write down. Yes. Okay. What do I do? So I feel like I'm this per I, I, I have an answer. <laughs> Good. I like to solve these problems. But I have our family has one too. It's we have my my nan, who is Irish, I'll I'll she collected the blue bird of happiness. Do you know what these are? Oh, no, tell me. They're little glass figurines. They're small, though. They are they can fit in the palm of your hand. And but they also this, blue. They're blue. Okay. It's a little blue bird, and she put it in the window, and she called it the blue bird of happiness. And I don't – I think it is actually what it's called. But she would always say to us, if you ever see a blue bird of happiness, buy it. Get it. <laughs> so if I'm ever in an antique store, which I never am – but if I am, I, and I see one yeah. of these bluebirds, and now you will have to as well, that I've told you. Great. If you see one, you buy it, because they're, I don't know if they're hard to come by, but they... But, so the story goes. So, and we all have one. Every, you know, she had a lot of grandchildren, and we all have bluebirds of happiness, and my daughter has a bluebird of happiness, and we put them in our windows, and they're little, and they don't take up a lot of room. They're not as, they're not Dalmatian-y, really. Yeah. You know? And um, we all have to have them. So my family, of course, would know that story. They would probably not get rid of the bluebirds. But I don't know. If something happened to me and you had to go clean out my house, right? I'd, I'd want you to save those bluebirds and, I don't know, Right. I, um, with them. I also think about the story of my uh, my friend who was um, cleaning out that the house of a relative and found an urn with ashes. <laughs> I, and, I didn't mean to laugh when you said that. Yes, but, but, but it is kind but, of like... One of those random things. There was no note. Nobody knows who who was who was the treasured person that ended up in the urn. Right. And if we don't like, I think that sometimes these stories are told in families, and there's just this expectation that they'll last. But if it's not documented somewhere, you're really relying a lot on memory, generation after generation. Yeah. There's some some place right that you can just let your kids know or or whoever your next of kin is. Right. Hey, here's all the stuff in my house. Exactly. And okay, so the solution, here's the solution. Uh this isn't you don't need a knockbox to do this, but the knockbox tells you to do it. Uh you should, because you should do this for insurance anyway, you should get your phone and make a video 
or a few of your entire house. Again, you do this for insurance so that if something happens to the house and it burns down or whatever, you've got documentation of the contents. But you can narrate this thing. Get your phone and start talking and point out the different things in your house that mean something to you that you would like somebody else to have that shouldn't go to goodwill that that bottle of wine is a thousand bucks make sure you know you really celebrate when you when you drink that or don't throw the dalmatians to goodwill or whatever it is you can talk as long as you darn want to going through your house and and just narrating what's what in there and then you can email that to people or you can email it to yourself or you can put it on a flash drive or do whatever in the knock box, it just asks you, where is this video? Again, you can put it on a flash drive and throw it in your box. But you have to have it because your insurance company will want you to have it. And how valuable will that be to your next of kin listening to you go through the house explaining what's right. what in there? You know, what's what? I don't know. Is that... That, that makes sense. I've been um, asked by by a special friend to be the executor of his, his estate. He doesn't have kids. He's a widower. And he's given me a general outline, sort of, of, you know, here's here's where different things should go. But I'm certain that there's sentimental things that um, never made it into an official legal They're not document. in the will. They're not in right. the will. People don't and, put that stuff in the will. Right. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just think for me how much easier the process will be if I'm not trying to guess what what mattered and what didn't matter and what the story behind things are. Absolutely, right. He needs to, to put a box together for you. I mean, you have to. If you have someone named as the executor of your estate or the trustee of your trust, you have to put this box together for them so they can so they can do this very thing. Uh, so yes, so the section about your house does cover that piece. It covers the practical stuff, the, the bricks and mortar of your home. And then it covers all of the, the contents and what is special and what's important and what's not. What Also, you can say, hey, get rid of all these clothes. They don't mean anything. They can all go to Goodwill. And that is good for your next of kin to know so no one's arguing or upset. Or People leave houses untouched for years because they don't know what to do with the contents. It's, over, it's overwhelming. Someone dies and their clothes stay in the closet for years. And that is, it's hard for people. And it, if, if you just took the 20 seconds to say, hey, get rid of the clothes in my closet, I'm not going to care. It's right. okay. Well, that, that makes a huge difference. And I people. think that like losing the loved one, it, it is such an emotional time and, and nerves are running high and all of those things. And so I, I know from personal family experience that if things aren't laid out really clear, that's the time when feelings get hurt mm -hmm. and... I really thought that this was supposed to go to me, and you think it's supposed to go right. to you. Right. Why are you and getting I, the Dalmatian? Yeah, and, right. And yes, and so again, I know some of that goes in the will, but there's no way that all of your contents are going to go in that. And so to just have one one clean place, just for mm -hmm. for peace of mind with the whole family, mm -hmm. it seems like anything you can do, anything I could do to lighten the burden for for my next of kin. Yeah, and you can make it sort of funny. I think people would like to listen to your voice and hear you and, you know, when the time is right to play that video and hear the whole thing, I think is kind of right, really a gift to to people. I think that's really cool. So, so so yeah, that's that's what the house section is essentially about. There's a lot more in there. Uh, if you rent your house, you have to do this as well. You're not off the hook. You have to share who your landlord is and it gives you a place to put a copy of your 
your lease and that kind of thing. So, um, so that's important. I, I have one more quick question. If, um, I own properties in two different places. I live one place part of the time yeah. and another place the other half of the year. Well, are you fancy? Well, <laughs> here's the thing. When I'm going to spend one year in Tuscany. <laughs> no, no, Wales. That's where the dogs oh, are. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so you're summering where? <laughs> right. I haven't decided yet, but when I okay, decide, okay. Um, <laughs> I, my, my in-laws have multiple places, and I'm okay. trying to figure out, do, do you have... Knock boxes in in all of the places you live. Yeah. Like how, how do I how do I okay. do that to make it easy? So one, well, first I will say if you have an investment property, which is not your question, but if you have another property or two, there that would go into the asset section of the box. So you wouldn't bother this. This section is really about your primary residence. So you're saying that if you happen to have two of those or three, yeah, whatever, easy like that. Uh huh. Um, would you want boxes in all these places? I don't think so. I think you would want two sets of folders, though. You know, you have to do this for your primary residence. You have to go through the people and the house repairs and the video and I don't know how the house is titled and leave all that information. Yeah, I think you have to do that piece twice. Okay. And we do have a digital download for that reason. If you buy this box, you can buy a second little copy of that to make your own, if that makes sense, for, yes. for a second property for yes. people who have that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, great. that's a really good question. That's a really good question. Um, one other probably last thing to think about that isn't as interesting as the urns or birds <laughs> or anything is um is the title to your house? I think we should address that because I'll I'll circle back to my, the realtor in me. When you buy a house, did you know when you actually put an offer in on a house, you have to make the decision of how it will be titled? Did no. you know this? No. So sometimes it's awkward because I don't know if clients are planning on. Maybe it's a couple that's buying a house, but they're not married, and I don't know if they're mm. what their intentions are. So I have to ask. But when you put an offer in on a house and you buy it, you you get a title, and the title to the house is either joint tenants, so that's two people that maybe are married, and that means if one person dies, the property automatically goes to the other. So that's easy. That's good. Most people who are married would, would take title that way, and so if you die, that's great. The property just stays in the hands of the other spouse, and everybody moves on. Uh, another way to title your property is tenants in common, it's called. So if you and I were to buy a house together, uh, if one of us were to die, our half would go to our estate. Got so your, your kids would get your half or my kid would get my half and, and that's how that would work. Um, and then you can also just buy a, a home. It's called in severalty and that means it's, it's yours and nobody else's. But that's tricky because if you die it's hard to know who it belongs to after that. You can put it in your will, who gets it, but it probably will go through a probate process depending on the state you live in. Uh, I've got my house in a, I'm in several T, but I have my house titled in the name of my trust, which means when I die, my trustee, who happens to be my brother, would just assume the house and do whatever I told him to do with it, if that makes sense, without any courts being involved or any probate or anything like that. So that was a good option for me. I don't. How, how do you guys have yours titled? Do you know if you have? 
I don't. Yeah, <laughs> most I people don't. don't. That's don't. the thing. Yeah, right. I don't know, but I feel like um, that's something that we should probably talk to an attorney about for the for the state that we live in. What is the best way yeah. for us to do that? Or just you may already have done it, and you right. don't you. Sh- and again, in your in your knock box, you would just simply check the box. Here's how it's titled, because totally. you should both know that. Because if something happened to one of you tomorrow, that's information you don't want to call the attorney for when someone just died. Right. You want to actually know what you've got and how you have it, how you have it done, and all that. Right. So so anyway, the home folder, the primary residence section, is is super important. Everybody Great. needs to get it done and. Yeah, I think uh, I think we've covered it. Next yeah. next time we should bring some other people in to chat with. Them yeah, we're gonna bring some other people in. We need more stories. We need more bluebird, Dalmatian stories. <laughs> Sounds good. Next time. All right. You can learn more about the knockbox and buy one at www.thenockbox.com. That's www.thenockbox.com. Podcast listeners can enjoy 15% off with code PODCAST15. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thanks for listening.